You're listening to Innovation Fuel, a business podcast by University Canada West. Bringing you fantastic stories for accomplished entrepreneurs and key industry professionals. Let's explore the entrepreneurial world through local businesses and our university community. Good morning, Dave. How are you? <laughs> How are you today? Good. I think I need to exit. <laughs> no, no, you don't need it. You should not. You know that how much I need you. I need you <laughs> in many aspects. You're not allowed to exit. But do you remember we had an episode with Jake McEvan? Yeah. At the end, he was pointing about exit strategy, but we didn't have a time to talk about it. Yeah, you talked about the whole element of having a plan and having a plan into moving towards of having an idea that what's your exit from this? And, and, and so, and having a strong plan of how to build that and having an idea of that. Absolutely, absolutely. I think that we, it's a good idea to bring him and talk about the exit piece. For example, do we need just have one exit strategy or several exit strategy or when we need to actually exit? Well, I think it's important too, because I think a lot of us and a lot of entrepreneurs out there, we have this idea, we're going to build the next greatest thing, but we don't really think about, you know, what happens if, Something else happens. What happens if regulation changes or economy changes or something changes? Do I have, you know, guiding rampways that need to, you know, to get me out of this situation? And I think we need to start thinking about that. And I think this is, might be a good conversation we have today. Welcome back, Jake. Yes, Jake. It's great to have you back. You know, last time we left off, we talked about ideation to conceptualization. Great conversation about, you know, getting going on this and really even taking another idea somewhere else and bringing it to a local market like BC. But we started to touch on, we started to talk about exit. And I don't think a lot of entrepreneurs think about their exit plan. I think they're more considering about that growth, 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 but not thinking about that exit. Tell us a little bit about what your vision is about exit and how you build it into your business. Yeah, I mean, I think it goes to, you know, I like the saying that goes around business circles, and I don't know who to attribute it to, but start, you know, begin with the end in mind. And I think that's really critical in business and investments and everything else. You know, what's your time horizon, but what's your also your exit? And I think, you know, it doesn't compete with anything else. It's not that if you think about an exit and have off ramps, that somehow you're not a, an entrepreneur with a vision that wants to scale at the max level. But you need to talk rationally to that because it's it's proper business planning, frankly. Whether you own a restaurant, you know, you should have an exit. I'm going to do this for 10 years, 20 years. Like in, in whatever you do, you should have that. But it's also really critical in the startup world, especially you know if you're you know if you're if you're looking to raise you know money in the tech space because your investors that's what they want to know. I'm giving you money for you to grow a company to X, and then what's my off ramp, right? So there's, there's investors that you're going to have early that are want, going to want to get out, you know, in, a, in a, either another series round or they're going to want to get out before the IPO. Others will want to stay in longer. So you need to know those audiences and you need to know your exit. And you've got to be able to kind of you have to know what the exit your potential investors want to hear about and also how those apply to your business and how you're going to manage those options. So with that in mind, like when you talk about investors too, if you have the plan towards your exit, that's going to align you to a certain type of investor. Yeah, it, it will. I just, I don't see it being a negative, right? I mean, and, and exit ramps are just to showcase, you know, the go and not go. And I think with a business, like you can have your vision and your desire is to never sell a single one of your shares, never sell the business, IPO this thing, the biggest company in the world but you should still have off-ramps. 
Because in your business, it's critical. And, and again, this isn't just tech startups. If you have a restaurant or anything else, you should ask yourself, and before a series round or on an annual basis, how are things going? Do I need to pivot? Do I need to sell? Do I, do I just keep going? Like, like, and so, you know, having exit off ramps are good ways to say to your investors, you know, my goal is to make the biggest company on the planet. You can kind of say that, but, you have, but, yeah, but if you're going to say that, I think it's smart to say, but, you know, I'm focused here. You know, my first thousand people are doing this and then I'm going to get a hundred thousand users, you know, and then we'll, we'll discuss, uh, you know, there's maybe I get bought up by a competitor, you know, et cetera. Understanding that those are going to be things you're going to probably face if the company grows. I just think it's a positive. You said you can say, I want to have the largest company in the world, but what is your evidence to show that it's going to be happening? Is it the market? Is it your operation piece? Is your supplies? So how you are going to show that one to your investors? Yeah, well, again, like that's the big gap that I see in the pitches that I review is that often I've seen really good ideas and then I see a big gap and then I see, you know, a great goal. I want, we're going to have a billion users and there's often a really mushy part in there. You know, in five years, we're going to have a billion users and there's not a thought out scaled plan. That's what I think investors want to see. Uh, they want to know that you've got a growth strategy and that it's realistic. And realistic doesn't mean that you're not shooting for the moon. It just means that you understand your capture rates or you understand the growth strategy and you're focused there and you're thinking about these things. I think every entrepreneur, if you can understand what's the, you know, what a VC or an angel investor, what are these people thinking, right? What do they want? And being able to speak back to them about exit paths, even if they're, you know, you should be able to do that. And, and again, you should be able to say, you know, once we get our series B, you know, we're probably going to have an opportunity to sell the company or we're going to sell this and you're going to get out like just, you know, and, you know, we're going to sell to others investors and you'll be taken out. Talk through that and understand those. Um, I just think then you're talking their language. And, you know, as you grow, your investors are going to be on your board. They're going to be in there driving a lot of this anyway. So it's better to understand their motivations and intentions and speak their language. We should have multiple different exit strategies going into these investment discussions. Like we should have a plan for maybe different stages of the business that there might be an opportunity for an exit element at that point and just laying that out. Well, you should have as many exits as to the end of where you want the business to go. If you're just trying to build a business, that's going to get bought out. You can be honest about that. Some investors may not like that because they see you ending a growth. Some may love it. But if you, I, I'm just saying you should have as many thought out as, as to, to the business timeline that you have. So if you say I've created a, a you know, software as a service company that I want to grow to a billion users and IPO, you need to have a path there. And I think it's important to talk about off ramps as you go along because they may, they're going to come up if you grow, they will. And it's just, you know, also, you know, being able to talk back the, the investors are going to know this themselves. They're going to map it out for themselves. But when you speak investor language back to them, it's, it's good for your business planning, good for your understanding the capital cycle and the investment cycle. And also just a good check on your growth, right? If you're going to grow a company to a billion dollar valuation or a billion users, these are things you're going to face, right? So map them out um, because at some point you're going to have, you know, if, if you're growing a business that gets to a billion dollar valuation, you're going to have had people knocking on your door saying, we want to buy you up. We want your company. And so, you know, it's just good to understand some of how that's, how that's going to work. You know, tying that back again, this has to tie to a really, really smart growth strategy, whether it's users or revenue, that's realistic. But, you know, it's good to, it's good to have, you know, be, be the visionary entrepreneur that wants to create the biggest company. People do like that. But realistic and smartly laid out that you understand the, the funding cycle and the exits, you understand 
proper growth strategies and proper retention rates and, and being able to talk through that, you gotta be able to talk through those things. Because that's what I see is great idea, not, you know, we're going to have uh, 100,000 users in two months. Like, you know, revenue and growth kind of just gets crazy with, with, with startup pitches and, and early age ideas. So if a startup doesn't want to go for investors, they just want to rely on the revenue. So they need an exit strategy. Absolutely. Yeah. If you're going to self-fund growth through, through revenues and profit, which is fine, you know, bootstrap it as long as you can is a good option often. But you still, you should have three and five-year plans, even if you intend to take no revenue and just grow off of what you've got. Absolutely. And, and again, it's I always, in whatever business I'm operating in, I have big visions for some of the stuff I do, but I'm always double-checking you know, my, my thought process. And uh, I, do, I do a go, no-go kind of hold on, on, on everything I do. So if I, if I, um, you know, got a startup and it's growing, you know, I would say to myself in a year, you know, okay, how are we doing? Like, do I, do I keep pressing on my plan? Do I sell? Do I hold off on some of these things? Just all, it's all smart business kind of planning and strategy, you know, just to constantly just check back on what you're doing, understand your options, think them through and make a rational decision. Sometimes your exit strategy is, it's not working. Okay, you have to wait, you have to work hard for three years to five years, you know, but when is the good time to say that, okay, it doesn't work? Well, that, so that there's really isn't a clear answer on that. There's so many factors, I think, in that. It could be everything from, you know, you're just tired. I mean, I see people that get a great idea, they kill themselves for three or five years and they're just done. So maybe that's a time for you to leave, right? You can burn yourself out. Um, there can be multiple reasons. Um, maybe you've taken it as far as you can and your leadership of, of your, you know, your company's growing, but maybe you've realized you've hit a wall. You're better kind of a front end person and sell it off to do other things. Maybe, maybe you've got multiple ideas and this one's gone well, but you got other things you want to do. So I think, I think it's on that, it, it, that really has to do with a lot of individual, you know, desires of the founder and kind of where the business is going related to your skill set. And this is one that's really critical because, you know, you see a lot of founders and founders have, have gotten a lot more control over the last 10 years, you know, Benchmark and others, founder-friendly VCs and all that became big, allowed founders to take a lot more of the reins and control of companies when maybe that wasn't their skill set when the company scaled. And, you know, the flip side of that is it doesn't always work to hire the mercenary CEO to come in either. But, you know, Uber's a good example of, you know, the guys running that, you know, or we work, <laughs> they, they probably should have exited earlier. Yeah. So again, and this is a really good conversation because an exit might not be the exit that you typically think. What types of exits, you know, are out there? What types of other exits should be these businesses people be thinking about, these entrepreneurs should be thinking about? Well, I think there's there's always a few. Like, you, I think you have to be thinking about acquisition where your company is bought out by a bigger company. So like Instagram being bought out, you know, by Facebook, like those types of acquisitions, Um because, you know, your company may grow to a certain scale and there's other bi bigger businesses that you're competing against and they buy you, but they want you on board. So that's that's one that's, that's very popular, I think, in the market. There's exits where, you know, you might sort of sell out uh, what you're doing in terms of kind of seeding control. So, so at a certain round, you might you might be stepping back and, and maybe you retain shares in the company. Maybe you take some cash out, but maybe you hand over leadership. And those often happen. And there's multiple businesses where that, where the company's getting to a stage where you were the really brilliant, you know, you wrote the code, you're the tech person, you drove this thing, you got it to a certain stage, but it's now a multinational corporation. That's really not your thing. 
And that happens all the time. And that's a and that's an exit I, on skill set, but and and also opportunity. Like you know, it's hard to hand over your baby, so to speak. I think, but often you know, some of the smartest, most self aware founders are so successful because they can say to themselves, "I need to do this. I don't want to do this. I need to do this." And that's another one. And then there's you know, there's the you know, everyone knows about the IPO. I guess there's always that where it becomes a public company. Now you're a public, you know, whether you take the reins or not. But I think sort of understanding what what a, a takeover of your company looks like or a growth where you're going to step back. And then, of course, you know, IPOs and other things. Excellent. I, well, this has been a, a phenomenal conversation about exits from organizations. Do you have a challenge for our audience, Jake, that you can throw out? Yeah, I challenged last time to take action. So I'll say that again, take action. <laughs> but um, I, I would I would also do research, really understand, you know, this is where school comes back into play. Schools are really good at teaching you to research. And then I think when you leave school, you don't do as much. Whatever space you're in, go understand your competitors. So I challenge you to, you know, grab the books. If you're if you want to get into, you know, co-living or something, grab the co learn everything. Learn everything, research it, learn your competitors, and learn more about yourself. That's the other challenge I'd have is if you're ready for entrepreneurship, work on yourself. And that's my challenge because entrepreneurship will test you on a lot of levels and your vices will come out and your your, your best qualities may come out, but your worst will. So do your research on competitors and work on yourself. Thank you, Jake. Thank you, Dave. It was a fantastic uh, conversation. listening to Innovation Fuel. We are on all podcast streaming platforms, Google, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Visit our website at www.youcanwest.ca slash innovation fuel. Also, follow us on Instagram at innovation underscore fuel.